What's your vote? You don't have to repay them after all. Hello. Yeah, that's right. I'm singing an obscure song from the third album of The Living End to let you know that this is Aiden Jones and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. For Tuesday, the 11th of October, 2020, 2020, 2020. How are you guys doing? You good? Are you good? Are you having a nicer time? Are you making a nicer pancake? (laughs) Oh, am am I in a silly mood? Is that so? Mm, Perfectly steeped and temperatured tea. Into my mouth and nourishing me. All right, how fucking long is this going to last? <laughs> we all know the rule. If the podcast starts on a high, it normally goes down. If it starts, it's when it starts like at an even kind of level that it ends up going up. I'm scared. I'm scared for us. I'm scared for us, all of us. We're in this, you know, isn't this fucking cool, man? Every week, you guys tune in, you listen to the podcast, and we go on a journey together. And I I don't know where it's going either. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. That's why I fucking love doing this, man. And I'm not being, this is not affected or being, I'm not being, you know, obtuse or facetious or whatever the fucking word is. I just find so cool, you know. I I turn on the mic. I every it's hard. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You know what? I I listened to a uh, a podcast, uh, Tim Ferriss interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. Have a listen to it if you. I mean, I don't know. It was it's a, it was a great stand up episode, but it's really just about like I I think I was talking about a few weeks ago the war of art and that resistance. And just getting up every day and making sure you get the work done. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who is like clearly a fucking lunatic. He's a he's like a, an alien, you know, the way that he thinks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be that dude's mate. He seems really intense. Uh, <laughs> but he has some really cool insights on just like treating this shit like work, you know? And he says the way he writes, he's the best definition of writing that I've ever heard. He says he gets his notebook out and uh, he just, he doesn't have to be actually physically writing, but he's not allowed to do anything else. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's like phone off, like not fucking thinking about whatever other shit. It's just, you're trying to think about the creative stuff and um it's hard he says it's hard it's like the hardest thing which there i think he's giving himself a little bit too much credit oh really what a coincidence the writer thinks that writing is the most difficult thing but it is cool the kind of awe that he has for the act of like writing of creating something if there's a blank page and it's nothing and then you turn it into something and it is really it's really cool what we do and um 
I guess what I was about to say is that what it's it's fucking cool. This podcast, I love doing it because I start every week. I have like a bit of a like I just have a couple notes jotted down of like what I've done this week or whatever. But other than that, like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what things I'm going to say. I don't even know what I'm going to start with. I started by singing that song because I saw the Living End live on Saturday. I'll get to it before I do. I want to fucking do. A bit of thanks. This is a genuinely a really big moment for me and the podcast. And I'm not going to try and like, I, I I feel weird about like, you know, pat myself on the back or whatever. And I maybe this will go away. But this week, for the first time ever, and we're coming up on five years that I've been doing this podcast. At the start of November, it'll be five. At the end of this month, it'll be five years. And this week, for the first time ever, 100 downloads in the first week of last week's episode. That's so fucking cool, man. I just, I don't know what else to say. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I still feel like a clown saying that. I'm like, thank you guys. Like as if there's, you know, but there's a hundred. I mean, it's not no people. There's a hundred people listening to this. That's so sick. And all it's taken is five years. <laughs> I am, I'm just like, I'm very excited about what I'm seeing with the stats lately, that there are more people listening. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, as we all know, this time last year, I was getting like 30, 20, it went down and I, I knew that I would do this even if no one was listening because I love doing it. It's really cool to know that. But the fact that people are listening more than ever I think maybe one week I got a hundred on the first week, but that was the week that my ABC podcast came out, like at the end of March this year. So like that also counts, but I could see, you know, that wasn't like organic growth. That was just like a bunch of other people hearing me on some random podcast and then coming. And then like most of those didn't stay, which is fine, you know, and and, and that's fine <laughs> and and that's okay. But yeah, man, 100, 110 in the first week. A bunch of episodes have over a hundred, but it takes them like a month or two months or whatever to get there. A hundred in the first week. Thank you guys. You're fucking rock. <sighs> and I've had a great week, I guess. I don't know. I mean, yeah. You know what? The Perth trip was good. I just I keep worrying about shit in the future and it it rolls around and it turns out to be fine. Maybe I just gotta stop worrying about the future and just start living in the now. Oh my god, I figured it out. There it is. I uh, what did I do last week? I've got it in front of me. Here's what I did: Tuesday, Hillary's gig. Wednesday, Scarbs. Thursday, Frio. Friday, Rove. Saturday, Red Hot Summer Tour. Sunday, the girl that I'm seeing, Rook's return. Monday, Garden. That's been my week. Lovely week. Tuesday night, oh man, fucking, if you guys haven't, I mean, if you listen to this podcast and you, if you like to laugh, if you're the kind of, kind of person who loves a bit of a laugh, you should go and listen to, I think it's episode 20 something of the Mug Off podcast with Andrew Wolf. It's just called Wolfie. That fucking dude, man, he's a comic in Perth. And um, he's super funny. I mean, everyone in Perth hypes him. I actually was a bit gutted because I only gigged with him on Tuesday. And while he was on stage, uh, there was like a new comic who was emceeing who was really good. And he was like, 
chatting my ear off and he was lovely and I wanted to talk to him but I was also like fuck man can I watch Wolfie and I didn't get to and then I didn't gig with Wolfie for the rest of the week so I fucking missed out on seeing Wolfie on stage which sucks that actually really annoyed me but I thought I was going to be gigging with him for the rest of the week so I was like oh it's all right I'll fucking whatever I'll see him tomorrow night and then he was like nah man it was just that oh so I'll have to see him in I don't know February when I go back for Fringe or something He's just unhinged, man. He's lo- I would not wish his life on anyone, but you've got to go and listen to that episode of the Mug Off podcast because he tells like his life story of 10 years committing financial <laughs> and like, like global fraud in the fucking finance, in like the finance industry in like London and Singapore and it's just insane shit. And getting fired from all these jobs, but living this life like as if he was never going to fall back to the ground. And then he did. And his wife has divorced him and his kids hate him and he lost the house. And he's just like his energy, his chaos, he's complete chaos. But he's the funniest fucking dude you've ever heard in your fucking life, man. You've never heard it. I heard some stories about Wolfie this week. I, I heard he supported Shane Gillis. When Shane Gillis came to Perth, um, doing big shows in like theaters, and apparently the first show he kind of bombed, and at the start of the second show, Gillis and whoever the other opener was, like his mate from the US, Shane Gillis is an American comic. If you don't know who that is, big comic, um, and they were making fun of him. They were like, "Oh, you're gonna bomb again? You're gonna bomb? Yeah, you're gonna fucking stink it up again, mate." And Wolfie just snapped and was just like, oh yeah, and then what? And then I want to be living with my fucking parents. I don't give a fuck, man. Because he is like, he's living with his parents. He's got two kids. He's like 45. But like, and then he went on and crushed. So the story goes. That's the kind of shit, man. I don't know. I, it's interesting. I didn't know I was going to talk about Andrew Wolf for ages here. And I feel, yeah, Wolfie, if you're listening, of course you're not. But if you are, I hope this is okay. Um, I mean, this is also, this is not anything that is like a secret. Um, he's, you know, he said it all and says it all. Um, but like the way that those guys out in Perth talk about him is it's like he's a genius and he's incredible. And I would have loved to see him because, yeah, I mean, he's incredible. He's so funny. But like, is he going to be able to break through in some way in the mainstream, you know? I mean, apparently Gillis loved him. Apparently after he did that and showed that he didn't care about people making fun of him and then went on stage and had a great set, apparently Shane Gillis loved him and wants to get him to do gigs in the U.S., and there's another Australian comic called Amos Gill who's out in the US as well who loves him. So, like, maybe. Maybe it could happen. I don't know what it happening would look like for that guy. But, um, yeah, fuck. Go and listen to the episode of the Mug Off podcast. If you haven't, like, genuinely, listen to the end of this because i got some fucking shit to say, man. Um, <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> How funny if this week I get another hundred and then next week everyone just migrates to the Mug Off podcast. Oh, that would really bum me out. No, no, please don't do it. Uh, 
Don't listen to the Mongol podcast. Keep listening to me. <laughs> I wonder if I'll get another hundred this this week. That would blow my fucking dick off if I get another hundred listens to the podcast this week. Incredible. Um. Anyway, fuck. So that was Tuesday. This gig in Hillary's Wolfie man, the fucking king. So sick to talk to Wolfie. And then uh, Wednesday, did this gig in Scarborough, bought myself a new beanie after the shave, man. Got the shaved head, bought a beanie from Cotton On, lost it, lost the beanie, (laughs) straight up, had a beanie for a week, lost it, great, now I've got an opportunity to buy a better beanie. It's not a loss, it's an opportunity. You've you've gained something. <laughs> That's a success mindset. <laughs> it's not a loss. You've gained the opportunity to replace an item that you formerly had with the money that you have earned on the stock market. <laughs> That is a success mindset. I do push-ups every fucking hour on the hour. That's what Jerry Seinfeld is. He's one of those guys, but he's like a comic. But he's fucking doesn't seem like a guy. He's weird. There's another Jerry Seinfeld interview that he did on WTF with Mark Maron where he's like, I don't know, Maron's trying to get him to be like, you know, the reason that we do this, that we do stand-up is like, to fill some kind of emotional need or void, you know? Why else would you spend your whole life trying to get laughs? And Jerry's just like, nah, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and like he won't interrogate the thought any further than that. It's just like, nah, no, I disagree. <laughs> that is that is a walking push-up of a person, you know? Oh, Doug Stanhope has that great bit. He's like, it's all great, Jerry, but who do we kill? Who do we kill, Jerry? <laughs> oh. So I got a new scarf. I got a new scarf. No, I didn't. I didn't get any scarves. I got a new beanie. Because I lost the first one and I was in Scarf Scarborough. That's where scarves came from in my head. I was in Scarborough. I uh, went to this cafe. I remembered actually that the last time I was in Perth, I stayed with some friends in Scarborough because I was driving around Scarborough and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's where those guys live. Uh, cool. And I went to this cafe in like a surf shop that I remembered going to last time and it was nice and it was still there. It was the same. And then I saw they were selling beanies and I was like, you know what? That old beanie was 10 bucks. Let me buy a new one. A nice one. I even said that to the lady behind the counter. I was like, I just shaved my head and I got a shit beanie from Cotton On and I lost it. So now I'm like, this is the real beanie. Now that I've lost the old one, let me get this new one. And guess what I did with the new one, mate? That's right. I bought it on Wednesday. I fucking lost it on fucking Saturday morning. You fucking stupid cunt. I'm still, I'm fucking still upset about that. I'm so fucking annoyed. God damn it, man. It was a nice beanie. It cost $40. I was really looking forward to wearing it like 
it had a little logo of the surf shop in Scarborough and Perth. And I was like, that's sick. I don't go to Perth very often. That'll be a really nice thing to wear all the time and to see that logo and be like, that's from fucking Perth. Fuck. I'm trying to get angry to the point where I make myself laugh, but it just hasn't become funny to me yet. Sometimes things are just sad. <laughs> the loss of this being, I, I don't see, there's no humor in it. <laughs> it's not funny. If you if you laugh at it, I will fucking kill you, cunt. I will come to you. I will come to you. And I will cut you into tiny little bits. <laughs> I'm still in a good mood. Fuck. We're, we're like halfway through the podcast. I'm still <laughs> having a good time. Oh, maybe life is okay. Maybe it's all good. You know, maybe this is the end of the podcast. I just stopped doing it. No, I don't think I ever could. I love doing the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. That's the fucking, that's the title of this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, that's nice. See, see. <laughs> Who am I arguing against? Who am I? Fi- who are you fighting, Aiden? <sighs> so that was Wednesday. Gig in Scarborough was fun. Thursday, gig in Frio with my wonderful friends who I stayed with, whose names I won't mention on the podcast because I like to preserve people's anonymity because I'm a good guy. But they came to the gig and it was great. The gig was fun. It was a bit of an open mic. Had a lot of fun. Um, oh, th- oh, fuck! Actually, talking about getting ang- getting angry. Thursday, I um, after the gig went with the promoter and a couple of the other comics to I can't remember what it was called, like Palace Fun Kingdom Palace, nah, Games Palace or some shit. I don't know. You know, it's like some it's like a bar where they play cool music. And there's drinks and pizza and there's like heaps of arcade games and shit. So it's like, it's like arcade games, but like if you get pussy, (laughs) it's like arcade games, but like it's made to feel like not nerdy. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's just a place, there's a place called Fortress Melbourne uh, in uh, Melbourne Central and it's like that arcade games and shit. But like, I don't want to go there because it's called Fortress Melbourne. Do you know what I mean? Like Fortress like I'm defending, it's like a chastity belt, but a place, I don't know, there's something too nerdy about fortresses, man, I don't want to be like talking to people who I respect, and they're like, what did you do this week, and I'm like, I went to Fortress Melbourne, I don't know, man, something about turrets, they just, I don't like them, you know, there's no one, no one who, no one who, no one ever fucked in a turret, (laughs) I don't know why it comes back to fucking. Let's interrogate that. Let's not. Um, fuck, man. I'm sorry. If you hear me like moving around, it's because I'm still, I don't know if you guys have been following the fucking through line. Maybe that's what's led to me getting more. Le- you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm itchy. I'm still itchy. And actually, the increase in listeners of the podcast has kind of coincided with the amount of time that I've been just like weirdly itchy on my whole body. I don't have a rash. There's no rash. I'm just itchy. 
I'm starting to think it's stress-related or psychosomatic, you know? The girl I'm seeing is a doctor. I keep asking her about it. She's getting sick of talking about it, I reckon. And rightly so, you know? No one needs to know about itching. It's very personal. Anyway, we went to this fucking fortress Melbourne, but for cool people in Frio and hung out after the show and they gave us a bunch of free games on this little card. So I was playing pinball and I was like, oi, do I love pinball? Maybe I love pinball. I get ahead of myself so quick, man. I've talked about that before. I just like, I fast forward, man. I do one thing one time and then I'm like, maybe this is my new identity forever now. So I'm like in this place playing pinball. There's like 10 different pinball machines. I'm trying all the different ones. And then the next day, I've still got the card with like 10 games on it still. And the guy who took us there was like, you know, there's another location of this in like Perth Central. So I was like, well, guess where I'm going tomorrow afternoon to use the rest of these free games. You're damn straight. You're damn straight. And uh, I was meeting up with my dad and his partner who drove (laughs) seven hours from Kalgoorlie. (laughs) <laughs> to come to Perth and they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, you know what I want to do? Eat pizza and play pinball <laughs> in this place. Do you want to come and meet me there? And they're like, no. <laughs> they were like, Aiden, how old do you think we are? <laughs> we're not coming and playing pinball. I'm like, why not? It's a cool one though. It's not a fortress. It's going to convince your dad that pinball's cool. I fucking had no idea that pinball, that people wouldn't think it was cool. Pinball's fucking cool. Whatever. My dad was talking to me like I was a loser for wanting to play pinball. I'm like, fuck off, old man. Pinball, pinball is cool. There's a subculture. It's one of you. It's from the fucking 80s, mate. You remember? Before your knees gave way. <laughs> I know (laughs) I haven't told anyone this I don't know why I'm about to tell you guys But I noticed the other day My dad's hair is like black And then it's all grey It's like really gone grey I saw the hair in his ears And it's red (laughs) He's got red hair in his ears Fucking old people mate they are cooked. Oh, I had the best time with Dan. I'll talk about that on, uh, on the fucking when I get to Saturday. Because right now I'm still on Thursday. No, I'm on Friday now. This is Friday. So um, anyway, they, they didn't meet up for two. They were too tired because they're fucking old. Um, so I went to the pinball thing by myself. I was like, you know what? I've got a couple hours free. And I've noticed, man, you know what? I'm noticing something about myself actually. And I'm trying to... Got therapy again this week coming up, which I'm very excited about. I love my therapist. I love going. I've got some shit to talk about to unearth. We're going to dig. And I noticed one thing this week is that when I get anxious, I immediately just go to... Oh, wait. What what was it? Was it it, thank you everyone for listening? I've got to write down the... Fuck. I've got to remember to write down the titles. Otherwise, I forget. Thank you everyone. For listening to my podcast, Sitting Under a Tree, Aiden Jones. Um, I noticed when I'm trying to do shit, like I was, uh, when I was in Scarborough actually at that skate, surf, whatever shop, 
I parked the, I got a park, which was like a five minute walk away from the joint. So I didn't know where I was going to sit. And then I realized I was going to go sit down and do some work on the documentary. <sighs> and I was thinking about the resistance, you know, and, uh, I was like, I've just, I've got to do it. I've got to sit down and do it. And then I got all of my shit out and plugged it in and I realized, and I'd already, already ordered my coffee and I was like, oh. The car's all the way back over there, but I've forgotten the fucking hard drive, haven't I? Of course I forgot the hard drive. So, uh, I had the choice there. Did I forget the hard drive? What if I get? Oh, no, I forgot my headphones. That's right. Even more innocuous. I forgot my headphones. They were in my jacket, which was in the car. And I need that to listen to the clips. And in that moment, for one split second, I wanted to just be like, fuck this. I'm not even doing any work today. I'm just going to play Civilization. Because that's my go-to when shit's too hard. I either go to jerking off and porn or I'm going to play Civilization. Which I think is funny that those are the two things, you know. I'm either going to like watch people degrade themselves in front of camera in like sexual ways and just exploring the like darkest recesses of human sexuality or gonna move little pictures of guys with swords around <laughs> and make them fight each other <laughs> kish, 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 kish. Ching! <laughs> or i'm gonna watch you know a bunch of people fuck each other senseless and scream and cry and call each other awful names or maybe i'll be um you know chandra gupta leading the indian empire to victory and world domination on a small map, on standard speed. Yeah, those are, I've noticed that, man. I want, I want to examine that. I think that I understand the. I'm trying to examine my relationship with sex. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's for later. Maybe that's for later. I haven't fully got a grasp on that yet. That's a little teaser. I'm teasing. You know what? It's pretty clear to anyone who pays attention at all that my podcast is just a direct copy of Bill Burr's podcast. You know, this is just me doing the thing that he invented, but like shitter and Australian. And on his podcast lately, he's been talking about how you got to tease things when you're in showbiz. Well, here's me teasing the fact that over the next few weeks and months, I'm going to be examining my relationship with sex. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Except I don't actually know if I will because who knows what life holds in the future, you know? Because that's the thing about this podcast is I don't know what's happening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, what was I talking about? Fuck. Oh, so I went on Friday to, to fucking, um, I went on Friday and it kind of felt like pinball. It kind of felt like dirty in the same way that I feel dirty when I go to play civilization or like watch porn. Um, I was like, I feel like I'm doing this and it's like, I felt guilty about it, you know, in that way of just like, this isn't productive. But then again, it's like, but Aiden, you're allowed to do things that aren't productive. You're allowed to do things that are just fun. I really have trouble letting myself do that stuff. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go play pinball. And I was just walking to the place in my head going, maybe this is my new shit, you know? Like maybe 
oh, get really into pinball. It's just like a fun thing that you can just like get better at and work on and like, you know, I'll go around to all different... I was like looking up places in Melbourne where you can play pinball and I'll like look up different pubs where you go and like fucking go to different places and play different games and I'll like meet people and maybe I'll like when I own a house one day, I'll like buy a pinball machine and that'll just be like my thing and I'll have like a few different ones and I'll get into like collecting them. I was genuinely thinking this stuff as I walked to the place and then uh, my card didn't work. I reckon it was because we got it somehow on the cheeky at the other place because we knew the manager or something. So I told the guy like, oh, I had some other games from the other place. And he was like, that's cool. He was really friendly. He was like, yeah, man, I'll just give you a new one. Um, here's like a bunch of games. Like, sorry, the card fucked up. And I go downstairs and uh, I don't know what happened on Thursday night that I was really good at this one particular pinball machine. But I get back, I go downstairs and I play again and like all these machines are really fucking hard and they're making me so angry and I don't even really know what's going on. Like they're really complicated games. They're fucking hard. There's all lights going everywhere. You can't see what's happening. They use this terminology that's like very specific. I feel like you have to learn how to play pinball before you can play pinball. It's actually a lot harder than it seems. They're all brightly colored and shit, but it's like, this is fucked. And I was getting so mad. I was down there for half an hour, went back up, got another bunch of games, went back down. All up, I was down there for an hour. And like, for most of that hour, I was like ready to fucking put my fist through <laughs> through the glass of one of these fucking machines. I was like, I don't think this is my new hobby at all. I think I need to get the fuck out of here before I scream at someone. <laughs> I was like having to stop myself from going like, fuck, fuck, God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh man. Some of the games I lost so quick. It's so infuriating because you've got the two paddles. And the ball goes through... When it just goes through the middle of them, you're like, how the fuck is that even fair? It just went straight through the middle. Like, how am I supposed to defend against that? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it made me really upset. I realized that little silver ball, you can't see it, but it starts spinning sometimes. Like, if you keep hitting it a certain way around the thing, it spins. And so when you hit it off the, like, paddle, it, like, there's spin to it. Do you understand? Pinball's crazy. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll go and play pinball somewhere soon. But anyway, yeah, I had to stop. Only in the last 15 minutes was I able to kind of get outside myself and like find it funny that I was getting so angry at this game. <laughs> and even then, I wasn't fully able to find it funny. I was like, this is funny, but I'm still like really annoyed that I'm not instantly good at this. It's fucking hard, man. Maybe I just got to spend some time playing pinball. Oh. Went to the show. Rove McManus was um, headlining the show at the at Oasis Comedy Club on Friday. That was sick. Got to meet Rove. Lovely. Um, had some nice backstage chats, whatever. And, uh, oh man, my dad and his partner said they were coming to the show on Friday and then they were like, actually, no, we're really tired. We'll just catch you tomorrow because we're going to this music festival. 
So I was like, sick, all good. And then I do the show, I'm first. I get on stage. In my head, I'm like, I'm just going to try some new stuff. And I jump up. And in the second row, there's my dad and his partner sitting there. Like they came from the hotel and surprised me. And I was going to do stuff that's like kind of about my dad, but also about mom and like whatever and try it. But I was like, well, I can't try stuff now. But also in my head, I'm like, well, I don't want him to think... I don't want to be intimidated by my dad and like not do jokes about him just because he's here. Like I'm not backing down. This is my house, you know? So I was like, nah, dude. In my, this all happened in my head while I was doing my opening joke. And I was like, nah, man, I want to do, I've got to think of all the stuff that I've been saying about dad recently. So I like, <laughs> you know, I've been saying this the first time he saw me in three years and he sees the shaved head and the beard, he just goes, you look Muslim. <laughs> And his partner goes, Aiden Muhammad. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? You lunatics. God damn it. Um, yeah, I did that on stage. I fuck, whatever. I did that. I, I fucking did a few other jokes that I've been doing recently and, and um, got off and then told everyone. I was like, my dad said that he wasn't coming, but now he is here. Kind of felt like, you know, it was nice. I was like, oh, that's cool that he wanted to surprise me like that. And anyway, the next day, I'm having breakfast with a couple mates and uh, my dad and his partner come to pick me up and take us all out to the Swan Valley. We're going to have lunch and then we're going to go to this festival. And I'm like, man, that was so funny that you guys <sighs> came to the show last night and whatever. And they were like, yeah, we got your text. That wasn't us. We weren't there. We were at the hotel and I was like, bullshit. Yes, it was some fucking, you can stop now. And they're like, no, legit, that wasn't, we weren't at the show. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we, that must have been other people. And I was like, oh, that kind of hurts. <laughs> I didn't tell him that. But it did. I was excited that they were there. Yeah, whatever. 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 Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I got to spend time with them. It's fine. I didn't tell them that I wanted them to come to the show. I did. I, I was like, they were like, do you want us to come? I was like, no, I don't care. It's not like, whatever. It's not that important. Um, but this fucking comedy, uh, the comedy festival, the music festival, man, was it? You know what? No, you know what? I don't want to gloss over that. In my head, you guys are like feeling bad for me. Like, oh, it is fine. It was also a bummer, but maybe next time I just let my dad know that I want him to come and watch me do comedy. How about that? How about I communicate next time? I did feel a little bit sad. And a note of a note of sadness. Last mouthful of tea? Or maybe I've got two. Mm. Yeah, still one more left. Still one more left in there, guys. Don't worry. We're all good. How's the energy? Everyone feeling okay? The podcast at this point is still called Thank You Everyone For Listening. Thank you everyone for listening. It's a good title for this week's podcast, I reckon. 100, 100 in a week, man. Go us. I'm fucking psyched. I'm really psyched. Um, so this music festival, right? Dad pitched it to me as The Living End and then all these other bands. And as soon as you say The Living End to me, The Living End, my favorite band all through school when I was a kid, I even had to fight 
for them to be my favorite band because all of my friends, their bands were like, you know, Perfect Circle or fucking, I don't know, Dream Theater or Tool or fucking whatever. And it just wasn't cool in my group of friends for your favorite band to be the living end. And I was like trying to argue with my friends. I was like, nah, man, like listen to this, like guitar solo or this fucking, the drums. It's like really smart. You know, the song closing in on their opening album, their their first album closing in. It's like an instrumental song. It's in fucking seven, four. It's really good. It's like, it's a great song that I just sung perfectly then. Um, man, their first three albums were the ones for, what was it? It was, uh, it was The Living End, self-titled one, Roll On, and then... Modern artillery, modern artillery, and then white noise. Oh no! And then, no, the living end. Roll on, state of emergency. Modern artillery, and then it's white noise. Have I got that correct? Let's see. The living end discography. What do we got? Eighteen albums? No, they fucking haven't. Not studio albums, you fucking rat. <laughs> Fuck off! They've released eighteen albums. It's not true. Um, yes, Aiden Jones. Oh, so fucking! I'm so good, and I got a big dick. The Living End, ninety-eight. Roll On, two thousand. Modern Artillery, two thousand and three. State of Emergency, two thousand and six. White Noise, two thousand and eight. Then, three that I don't know. The ending is just the beginning repeating, 2011. Shift, 2016. Wonder Bar, 2018. Um, yeah, great. So, uh, anyway, those first four. I didn't realize it was four that I knew. Yeah, state of, do I know all the ones on State of Emergency? State of Emergency. What do we got here? What's on your radio? Wake up, long live the weekend, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Order of the day. Yeah, man. Whatever. I love the living end. And um, they're just so... I never really had anyone to share them with. Maybe it was me and my dad. Yeah. Maybe that was me and my dad. I mean, like, yeah. I I, I didn't have any friends to be like... This is fucking what's up with. But, um, oh, fuck, that is, man. Maybe it was me and my dad's music. I'm a bit gutted that he didn't come into the mosh. Um, but, I mean, whatever. That's, that's, that's just not how we are. We don't spend time together together. We spend time just in the same area. <laughs> but he pitched it to me as that. Come see this thing and... I get there and it's just all <laughs> the rest of the bands are like the angels hunters and collectors killing Heidi which I was like maybe and then we got there killing Heidi were playing and we sat down and me and dad looked at each other and he was like what was their song again <laughs> I was like it is a bit like that isn't it mate <laughs> like, yeah I don't know uh <laughs> Um, it was just a bunch of rock, Australian rock from the 90s and the 80s and 
you know, most of it before my time. I don't really remember the Angels, but they had that go, go, um, get fucked, no way, get fucked, fuck off. That's the Angels, apparently. Whatever. Very Australian. But I'm not really like, it's fine, it's good music, and I get to spend time with my dad and, and his partner, and it's nice. Getting some food. It's just all fucking. It's it's all. It's for old white people to just come and be old and white. This music festival, um, and uh, I I would imagine. No, actually, no, I won't say that. Oh, because no, it wasn't a lot of. Maybe it was a lot of Southern Crosses before the Southern Cross was like, because the Southern Cross used to be pretty chill. I remember. The Southern Cross tattoo wasn't always like, this guy's a fuckhead. Southern Cross tattoo used to just be like the standard tattoo that you would get. Or maybe that's where I grew up. Maybe that's just in Adelaide. In Adelaide, I used to see people with Southern Cross tattoos when I was younger and be like, fucking that's, yeah, man, he's got a tattoo. That's pretty sick. You know? (laughs) And now it's like, fuck that guy forever. Now it's like a hallmark of like, that guy's a piece of shit. People that have Southern Cross tattoos, you're like laughed out of the fucking building or whatever. I tell you, man, if I was a slightly different kind of person and like if I was predisposed to getting tattoos when I was 18, that might have been the one that I would have gotten because I used to see people with Southern Cross tattoos and thought they were pretty cool. Anyway, so there were a lot of, yeah, I, I, I didn't actually see that many Southern Cross tattoos, but you see a lot of like... Australian bumper stickers on the cars and fucking Australia flag hats and shit like that, you know? Shit that you couldn't wear in the inner city Melbourne. You wouldn't, people just, if it was, yeah. You could wear it, but you wouldn't be received well um, for whatever reason. I kind of resent that a little bit because I was trying, I was there at the place and, you know, like going and walking off by myself for a bit and then coming back and hanging out with my dad and, and, um, I was just trying to find the level where I could enjoy this because this didn't feel like my people. But that's fine. You know, I would like to be someone who I feel like I can hang out with people who are not like me and, you know, connect. But I also didn't really know a lot of the songs. And that's also fine. Sometimes it's just about being there and experiencing what it is to experience. But the act before The Living End came on um, I can't remember who it was, but they had a couple songs. Oh no, what it was the Angels, and I was like, these guys are pretty good. Like, even if I don't really know these songs, and I don't feel connected to the music. I'm watching them play, and I'm like, these guys can fucking. They're a sick band, and they're really playing their hearts out, and it was great. And I remember walking up the hill to get some more food and top up my water, and just thinking, like, dude, the Living End are coming on next, and I'm actually. I'm just remembering now how much I love The Living End and how excited I am to see them. And uh, I went down, you know, and watched everyone like there for the angels and in the like D where people were standing up. Most of the people, this is how you know it's an old people's music festival, like 90% of the audience pulled up with chairs and sat down. (laughs) (laughs) and like sat there for the day it wasn't a like stand up i want to get the closest for my favorite band it was like i'm here i'm sitting i've got a little plate of fucking snacks (laughs) it was real cute everyone was old um 
But the living ends start and I'm like, I'm getting up there right now. And what did they open with? They opened with um, Second Solution, the fucking, the second single off of their debut album. Oh, man. And I was just like, I'm up there right now. Get me in there. And I'm like skanking my way through the audience getting up to the front. Oh, fuck, that's so sick. And, uh, you know, I knew all the words. I just remember, as soon as I got there and I started singing, I was like, oh, that's right. I know every single word to every single song in those first fucking three, four albums. Because I used to get, was when you would get CDs and you would fucking, I would sit there, chuck it in the CD player, open the lyrics sheet and just read along and learn the fucking words by rote. Because I was like, well, this is going to be my new favorite album. Because they, were, I just knew every time they released an album, I was like so excited. And uh, so I learned all the words. And so I'm there fucking, dude, like 20 years later after fucking sitting in my bedroom with the headphones on, listening to these things and like reading the lyrics. And I'm there just spitting them all out, screaming them at the top of my lungs, looking around. And I'm like, none of these old cunts know the fucking words. <laughs> or at least if they do, they're not screaming them like I am. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone else know the words? Where's my dad? <laughs> oh, they played so many classics, man. They played all torn down. Um, that was a really good one. And they did, man, they played all the songs with the solos as well. Like the solo that you get on, you know, when you go see like your favorite band and they play they play the songs, but with like a new solo. And it's like, you learned the solo that you hear every time on the album and you want to like, like you want to fucking air guitar it. And then they're playing some other thing. It's like, yeah, man, I get it. You want to be creatively fulfilled, but I'm trying to relive my childhood here. So can you play the one that you recorded when you were 23 again, please? <laughs> Cause I'm having a moment. The Living End played, the, Chris Cheney played all the guitar solos the same as what they are on the album. They played all the same arrangements. They didn't change the bridges or anything. All the arrangements of the songs were the same. Oh, it was just, they know. They know, man. And they didn't play any of the new stuff. Good. They played all the fucking old shit. And this was the moment. So and they closed, they closed with White Noise, which is the only song that I don't know the words to in their whole set. I know the chorus, but I don't know the fucking, the verses because that was past my time. That was when I started listening to hip hop and shit. But every other song, some guy from the crowd was like, turned to me at one point. He was just like, you know all the words, hey? I was like, yeah, man, I fucking love these guys. He was like, that's sick. I was like, it is, isn't it? <laughs> and I got up with some guys who were like, they're young dudes and a couple drunk old boys and we were moshing. There must've been only like 15 of us. The rest of the crowd was still... We're moshing. At the end, one guy, we moshed to the last song, to White Noise, and some guy was getting really angry who wasn't in the mosh and like grabbed me and like pushed me really hard. And uh, people turned around and he was just yelling like, you're ruining it for everyone. And it's like, dude, you realize three songs ago, they played Prisoner of Society, which literally says, we don't need no one to tell us what to do. Oh, yes, we're on our road and there's nothing you can do. So we don't need no one like you to tell us what to do. 
Cause I'm a brat and I know everything and I talk back because I'm not listening to anything you said. And when we count to three, one, two, three, you'll see it's no emergency. You see, I'm not the enemy. I'm just a prisoner of society. Society, society, society. You know what I mean? You fucking old cunt. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. I haven't seen these guys in 12 years. I'm 31. This might be the last mosh pit I ever get in, you know? Probably not, but like, when I'm not, I don't go to fucking rock concerts, so I'm fucking moshing to my favorite band. You're ruining it for me. How about that? You're ruining it for me by being a fucking old cunt. <laughs> Hurry up and shuffle off, mate. Because it's my time. I am the youth. <laughs> too old for TikTok, too young for the Red Hot Summer Tour. Um, anyway, the thing that got me, and I think maybe the thing that I... This is a long podcast this week. Fuck. That's what you get, mate. When you get 100 listeners, you get start getting real cocky. <laughs> We got to drive this this shit back down to 54 where it should be. That's right. I was lying. Everyone else, 110, fuck off. 54. That's where it's at. Fuck, that's doubled. Anyway, whatever. 20 minutes in, I'm loving it. I'm just in the throes of passion. I'm like, I love you, Chris Trini. I love you. Ah, fuck. What's the other guy? Scott fucking Scotty. I can't remember. And, 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 uh, no, Travis Scott, and I love you, Andy Strachan, Travis Scott, Trav, no, it's not, fuck, I'm so sorry, The Living End, I gotta look, The Living End, Chris Cheney, Scott Owen, damn it, I'm sorry, and Andy Strachan, it used to be Trav, it used to be Trav Dempsey, was their old drummer, yes, anyway, um, fucking oh, I've forgotten his name already <laughs> Scott Owen with his double bass Chris Cheney's you know like fucking climbing on it they're singing to each other they just rocked and 20 minutes in Cheney and he's talking about being Australian it's all it's all Australian shit and uh he started playing and it was a recognisable tune and for a second I was like what is that and I realised it was Walsing Matilda and everyone started singing Walsing Matilda in the crowd and he was just playing like a quick guitar version and everyone sang and it caught me by surprise man I started crying it was really nice it was like I felt a little bit guilty because there's I guess parts of like Australian identity and culture that you know like white Australian culture that is it's inseparable from the genocide and the just fucked history of occupation and indigenous occupation and the genocides and everything, um, which sucks because, like, I was trying to think about identity and culture and what is identity? It's just a shared culture. It's like shared memories and experiences that we have, you know? Like, like not getting to watch Cheese TV the morning of September 11, you know? People remember that. Like The Simpsons at six o'clock. 
every day. Like that's why everyone loves The Simpsons so much in Australia is because it was on every fucking day at six o'clock and you would sit down and watch it. And that was like formative. And uh, Waltzing Matilda is a song like that where it's like, it just means something because it's been repeated. But it also, like I was thinking about what it is, like it's a guy sitting next to a fire waiting for his billy to boil and just singing. You know, singing Waltzing Matilda, Waltzing Matilda, like... And there's something that's, that plays into the myth of the colonial Australia that we grow up and are fed and it's romantic, you know? It's like a guy just out in the world fending for himself. That's how we see ourselves. And yeah, that's how we see ourselves, isn't it? A swagman, camp by a billabong, under the shade of a coolabar tree. And he sang as he watched and waited for his billy boil. And it sucks that there aren't... I guess that's what the kind of project is right now in progressive circles and inner city circles is to try and create a shared mythology that can be for European descendants and indigenous descendants, you know, so that we can have something that's like Australian for everyone. Because right now I would wager that if a if if someone who identifies more with indigenous culture and that they've traced their family history back to people who were genocided, if they heard Walsing Matilda or like the Australian National Anthem, it'd probably really bum them out and it'd make them think of all those awful things that happened to their family. And that sucks. But also listening to it, it made me think like, and I think we should change the date, of course. I, I really think that's like a foregone conclusion at this point because it means it's not something that we can share and it should be something that we can share. It shouldn't just be a case of like, hey, you guys, forget it and jump on board with this thing that we made. No, it should be about... It's like, it's like a relationship. White Australia and Aboriginal Australia, uh, we should be trying to enter into a kind of relationship because we're here, we're all here now, you know, white people aren't going away. It's not happening. But Aboriginal people aren't going away either. No one's going away and this is our place and we should fucking share it. And it's like when you fucking, when you start dating someone and you want to move in together, you get a new place. You don't, one of you move into the other person's house because it's still their house. Or if you do, there's got to be like big concessions. But really, you be wanting to just get a new place together. And then that's your place that you build together. That's what we should be doing with Australia, is we should be not having white Australia and Aboriginal Australia. We should be having fucking just Australia. Everyone's Australia. And maybe we change the name as well. Maybe we call it a different thing. Maybe we talk about that. Like in New Zealand, they're calling it Aotearoa. And that's fucking, that rocks. It made me think about that, you know, because it's it's sad to me that, like, I understand why people are angry. I understand where the anger comes from. I think they should get over it, the people who are angry about change the date stuff, because I think if you're angry, if you think your culture is being attacked, yeah, what if fucking hundreds of your family were killed and your children were taken away from you? They'd probably piss you off too, right? So, yeah, people telling you that they don't like your song, well, put it in context, right? But... I still, I can understand where their anger comes from because it does feel like the shit that, like, it's important to you. You grow up listening to these songs 
something about it still feels nice. Like there was a reason that I wanted to cry in that moment. And it was just, it was a moment of empathy. And it felt like all of the people who were there at that concert are the people who a lot of inner city progressive types, most of them white, by the way. <laughs> Fuck, where's this anger coming from? Relax, Aiden. You're okay. A lot of the people who were talking about Change the Day would walk around that festival, I think, and go like, ooh, yuck. And the reason I know that is because a part of me was walking around that festival going, these aren't my people, you know? Ooh, yuck. But it's not ooh, yuck, because they're us as well. We're all us. And so I was just trying to remember to not think of these people as other and there weren't, you know, and it was fucking awesome, man. Walking around the festival and seeing people, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of anger there at all. It wasn't an angry place. It was actually a fucking such a nice, good vibe, families, people hugging, meeting each other, enjoying music together. I'm there with my dad, who I haven't seen in three fucking years, enjoying this music that, that I grew up with and we shared together. It was fucking awesome. And, um... And then, and you know, whatever, I had this moment where I was like standing next to him uh, during Hunters and Collectors, which we had to leave early because I had to get my flights. We had to leave early, um, which was a bummer, but they uh, had that song, uh, When the River Runs Dry, When the River Runs Dry, mm. You will return to the scene of the crime when the river runs dry. Salvation will rain on you one more time when the river runs. It's beautiful, right? And the start of that song, I didn't really know what it was because I, I don't recognize the verse because it wasn't like... I know that song, but I don't really... Hunters and Collectors weren't like fully my shit. So I was watching my dad enjoy it because I know this was his music that he loved. And uh, I just was like watching him side on as he was like staring at the thing. We were at the back and I saw him mouthing the words and like he's old, you know, like he's my dad and he's getting old and uh, like he's got all gray hair. And that was when I noticed, <laughs> that was when I noticed this. I was looking at his profile and I just looked at his ear for a second and I was like, the hairs are red. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's got red hair on his ears um, but he was mouthing the words like like how I know all the words to the living end he knows all the words to this hunters and collectors and um, yeah I don't know man it was just really cool it's really cool to spend time with my dad it's important sometimes it's uncomfortable but I'm really glad that I took the time out from my fucking stupid schedule running on the hamster wheel to do an important thing and share some time with my dad because I love him. And uh, his partner told me when he was at the toilet that like when he saw the lineup and he saw the living and were on it, he was just like, oh, Aiden would love that. You know, like he thought of me. I don't know, man. It's very special. It's really special stuff. Anyway, I've been fucking going on forever. Oh, my God. Give a man an afternoon with his dad and he'll record a two-hour fucking podcast. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing good, man. 
Thank you so much once again for listening to the podcast. My first ever week in five years with 100 listeners in the first week. It really means a lot. So thank you. And uh, if you're liking it, if you listen this far, please, 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 please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Give me and my fucking guilt a five-star review um, for this podcast so more people can find it. Other than that, have a wicked week and I'll chat to you next Tuesday. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. <laughs>